0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 208 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's heartburn-inducing win over Penn State, discuss this weekend's projected trouncing of Illinois, and hear from you on the Runza reaction line.
1: You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com.
2: Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Hit up Monty at (laughs) 402-770-3356. Mike, we gotta win! Wow, where to start with this? Um, looked looked really good in the first half.
1: <laughs> we've we've seen this story before. Yeah, strong start. Uh, kind of the I don't know. It seemed like an answer to two weeks ago, where we started and strong, and then had a penalty or two that killed our first drive. Here, we, we were able to punch it in,
2: and uh, and and yeah, off to the races with that first quarter first half. Overall, I'm I'm happy with the win. Uh at the same time, you know, there's there's plenty of room for improvement. I think that kind of goes without saying, but um mm. I think at the very least we're seeing those little flashes of promise that we had maybe been speaking to earlier in the season, but now we're kind of seeing some of it come to fruition. Um and I guess that's easy to say when you're beating an 0 and 3 team. But the reality is, you know, Penn State was a national title contender last year. Like, let's not undersell <laughs> this win. Like, it, it was a significant team against, or rather, it was a significant win against a team that a lot of people heading into the season expected us to lose to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you had told us at the beginning of the season that we would lose to Northwestern and beat Penn State... um. Yeah, that I would have been surprised. Mm-hmm. Not not something I expected, but uh, but here we are. And um, you know, a big a big piece of that is uh, Luke McCaffrey gets the start, and while not perfect, um, brought a dynamic, a dynamicism, dynamicism, dynamicism is that a word?
2: I'm not Dynamis-ism, sure. I know what you mean, but I'm not sure. Dynamism. <laughs> dynamism. <laughs> he brought
1: some, dy- dynamism. <laughs> Um, he, brought yeah, I mean, it, uh... Uh, he brought some real excitement. He brought some real excitement. It's dynamism. <laughs> um, dynamism. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, just a little extra something. And I think you saw that right right away. I can't remember which drive, if it was first, second, or third, but when he makes that uh, last-minute flip with his left hand to Dedrick Mills, then and Dedrick makes what was going to be lost yardage into a first down play. Yeah. And um, so there's just... A little extra excitement and you know, Patrick mills said after uh after our last game that luke brings a little more speed a little more up tempo stuff to, to the game so um you know you you kind of felt that mm-hmm. um so yeah i i was really excited the defense just just played really well a really solid showing uh, against the admittedly struggling offense but uh they came. They made stops when they needed them, and frankly, they uh, they won the game. If you think about uh, Deontay Williams scooping, strip, and scoop and score, yeah, and uh, uh, Cam Taylor britts interception return that immediately resulted in points, and um, and then two goal line stands and the game. I mean, defense gets the game ball.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and honestly, I mean they were putting us in the game last week. You know, the only reason we had a chance is because the defense was doing their job last week. So um, yeah, I I think that that kind of just speaks to uh, having a strong defense this year and then maybe an offense that's still kind of figuring things out. But the thing that I liked about it yesterday, uh, well I guess at this point we're recording on Monday night. We usually record on Sundays. Um, What I liked about what I saw on Saturday was the offense had a again, it was another week with a lot of new young guys getting in and making an impact, you know? Um, And, and the reality is, is we do not have a lot of upperclassmen to carry the team. And so why not when you put in your freshman quarterback, have him thrown to the guys that he's probably most comfortable with?
1: Yeah. The, and it's just, we've heard so much about these incoming wide receivers, and so to see Xavier Betts get uh, get his first touch, and it's tex- technically a reception because it was a little tossed forward, mm. um, and see him turn on the Jets. Like I was watching that video today uh, on Twitter, and um, he's zooming at the moment he gets the ball, and then he picks it up another gear as he comes around the corner and the blocks line up, and he just... Squeezes right through. and reminds reminds me a little bit of uh, that touchdown run that Divina Zigbo had. Maybe it was against Illinois, where he just kind of came around the corner, and you're like, okay, it looks good, looks good, and then he just like slipped through a couple blocks, and he was gone. Same kind of, same kind of thing. Um, really fun to watch. Um, excited to see him get more touches moving forward. Mm-hmm.
2: So this is interesting. My brother actually sent this to me earlier today. I just remembered it. Um, this is a, a quote from McCowan. Uh, He said, In 2020, you have two freshman linemen, a freshman quarterback, four freshman receivers playing regularly, and two freshman running backs doing the same. The best healthy offensive weapon is a sophomore receiver who may have to play out of position again this season at running back. This is what happens when, of the 19 wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends Nebraska signed to scholarships in 2016, 2017, and 2018 Austin Allen, Jack Stoll, and Kurt Raftel are the only ones left. That's pretty, pretty
1: crazy. Pretty crazy, yeah. I saw that from Sam today. Um, yeah, for for all the uh, heralded recruits that Frost has brought in, it's it's taken some time to see production from those skill players, and a big reason is to your point, many have left. Yeah. So it's he, yeah. he's figuring things out. Uh, maybe starting to get there. Um. it you know it kind of was a complete rebuild in terms of when Frost got here and he you know changed the system and you know started his freshman quarterback right away um, and it kind of feels like almost another I don't want to use the word rebuild but you know changing of the guard movement. so to speak yeah. yeah. yeah so maybe that was like the transition period and now we're I don't know what this period is but it's like yeah. a new dawn
2: <laughs> sure so speaking of that new dawn, I mean, like, how much, how much stock are you putting into McCaffrey going forward?
1: You know, uh, I don't, I don't know how much, um, b- barring injury, I don't know much, how much time Adrian sees the field from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think you got some real talent right now, and he could be playing forever <laughs> if you think about it with like this is not this year doesn't count towards his eligibility so he's still like a redshirt freshman next year um but realistically i mean it's a physical game our quarterbacks are running the ball a lot mm-hmm. so you you need you need quarterback depth so uh, you know i i tweeted a, a picture from the world herald of um martinez standing on the sideline it was kind of his his back was to the camera looking out to the field and it just was such a lonesome shot. Um, and you feel for him. Um, but he's, he has struggled. He has struggled unquestionably and there was no one for him. You couldn't pull him last year, um, until he got hurt and you had to pull him. So, you know, this, this is what the team needs. And, uh, I, I think we see a lot more Luke coming forward. I think he's, you know, there's nowhere to go, but up. And, um, you know, I remember Adrian, Adrian was hurt before he even got here, you know, sat out a lot of his senior year so we we saw a a really dynamic i'm really overusing that word but we saw a really dynamic adrian his freshman year and we just haven't seen him since so who knows who knows um what's going on he's still he's still team captain and he's a leader but um i think it's funny that i answered your luke question by talking about adrian but (laughs) uh man there were just some of the shots of of luke on the sideline like getting pumped with his teammates i mean everybody likes everybody likes both of them i think but they're different different guys
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and you know it's one of those things where i I don't know i i am always the kind of guy that's i'm thinking about well how does martinez feel you know like i I guess that's just the way i'm wired um but uh, just thinking about it practically um, I feel like it is now McCaffrey's job to lose rather than mm-hmm. – like he, he's kind of had to prove himself maybe this past week. But after after a win, you would assume that they're going to start him again this next Saturday, and then he's going to stay in until he does something <laughs> drastically wrong, you know. Um, well, yeah,
1: Frost, Frost said in the press conference afterwards that choosing Luke to start and, you know – pulling uh, Adrian was like one of the hardest things he's ever had to do mm-hmm. or just dis- hardest decisions he ever, he's ever had to make. And I think some people read that as just like, Oh, is a better than B? I don't know. Uh, but I think, you know, he means emotionally, like yeah. he's yeah. so invested in Adrian. Um, and he's a guy, he's a coach who cares about his players. He's a player's coach. His players, his players love him and he loves his players. And so, you know, the fact that he has made that decision. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't see him backing off that unless, uh, you know, Luke just falls apart.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, last week I remember Frost said something kind of under his breath, like I wouldn't read too much <laughs> into the decision to put Luke in. This week it's kind of like, well, I I think I think we all know what, the, what decision has been made here and going forward. Man, um, you know, it's one of those things where you just wonder – Man, if 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 McCaffrey's the guy going forward, what does that mean for Martinez in the future? Cuz I mean, he's still got several years of eligibility in front of him. I don't want to say he should start looking elsewhere too soon, but if McCaffrey's the guy going forward at a certain point, you have to question whether or not it's it's smart for Martinez to stick around. And I I mean, the fact that I'm even having bringing this up is probably like 6 months to a year premature. <laughs> You know, yeah. but like, it's just one of those things where it's such a an interesting situation and you can only imagine what's going through Martinez's head, especially standing on the sideline during a game like that. He has been named one of the captains of the team and he's not even on the field. Psychologically, that's got to be weird. Um But at, at the end of the day, I think we all kind of agree it was a decision that was uh it, it I don't want to say it needed to be made, but it was the right time for that decision to be made and at least yeah. give McCaffrey a shot. So and if it
1: backfires, you know, you put you put Adrian back in. Exactly. Um but uh it didn't yep. yet. Um yeah, it kind of feels like I don't know, just thinking of professional analogies, it kind of feels like uh in the law firm if you don't make partner after a few years, you know, there comes a point in time where it's like, well, you know, you you can stay here, but you've really, you're not, <laughs> you're not gonna, you're, it's just not, you're just not a part of the team in the same way.
2: Right. Um, right.
1: And so, you know, it's the 21st century. So it'd be really interesting to see it's it's easy. And I think with COVID he can transfer. I'm not, I'm not certain on that, but I think he can transfer without yeah. a penalty. I, I don't, quote I, me on I almost that.
2: feel guilty even talking about it right now. Cause like, we're one game into this draw. Yeah,
1: let's, let <laughs> you know? uh, Well, but, and then also you got Logan Smothers, uh, red shirting right now. Um, a guy wow. that Verdusco really likes and that Frost really likes. And, um, you know, he could be a stud in his own right. He's got more, I don't know, I think he's more of a pure quarterback than Luke is. I think that's what I've, I've read here and there. So, um, you know, we got to get this thing figured out at quarterback. Um, we got to get the wide receivers going. Um, you know, if we had, halfway decent productive wide receivers and we didn't have to run wandale at running back ton last year um you know who knows how much of a better of a a season um adrian has last year um so that's you know that's a factor too but we got to get these young wide receivers going um to have omar manning out again apparently some ongoing injury it's uh it's getting it's getting a little ridiculous but you know we did we did get xavier Betts a couple catches um austin allen continues to be a favorite target at tight end levi Falk, um new guy had a 21 yard grab um kade warner man, my man um that's that's uh that's two now
2: you, got, <laughs> you gotta start games, catching
1: him, man yeah i um i i'm just i don't know what to say i mean I, it's, what is there to say everybody has seen it like it's consecutive games he's had balls in his hands in his face that he dropped and um and this this these uh, these receivers are a weak a weak, weak link in our team right now. He's got to make a play. He's a captain too. Um, so I don't ah oh, man. Uh, at this point, uh, in this most recent game, Wandale Robinson had the most carries and the most catches. Of that was so. the
2: interesting thing to me. It did. I didn't hear or see anything about this. I'm going to confess I didn't do much follow up on it, but. Why did we see so much Robinson carrying the ball? Did something happen to Mills?
1: Yeah, Mills got some sort of
2: injury. Okay, yeah, was, that's, that's what I thought. In the first half, I'm not sure if it was the first quarter or the second quarter,
1: but in the first half, he was got nicked up.
2: Yeah, without knowing what was going on, it was just a situation where it was like, why? Where's Mills? Why isn't he playing? Why are they running Robinson so much? And I guess that makes sense. Yeah, no. So he, I know because he did uh, play a little bit early on, so.
1: Right, yeah, he he did, yeah. He he had that kind of like Patrick Mahomes esque flip catch, a uh, flip pass catch. Right. Um. Yeah. And so Mike, yeah, as I think our listeners know, Mike's having to watch the game a little bit later in the day, so you missed it, but I was definitely tweeting things like, "Where's Mills? Got Why it. isn't yep. Mills carrying the ball? We have to protect Wandale Robinson. <laughs> he's so important to the offense right. right now. Um, you know, he's got five catches for eleven yards. Um, and then he's got. 16 rushes 16 rushes for 60 yards he should have like six rushes you know you line them up you you line up with five wide receivers and so penn state puts in a whole bunch of defensive backs too (laughs) and he motions in and becomes a running back and now you have a little bit of a mismatch and that's how you need to use him yeah or you know you have you know you have like mills in and four wide receivers. One of them's Mill. Uh, one of them's Robinson. And then so they bring out those corresponding defensive backs and linebackers. And then you bring Wandale in, and you have Mills run as a lead blocker because he's a stud. You know, he's kind of played as a fullback role at Georgia Tech. Like that's how you need to use him. I, I think it's just desperation. Like mm-hmm. I just they just feel like they can't use anybody else. Um, ugh, I did I mention last episode uh, about talking to my father-in-law about the game? Yeah. Yep. Yes. So he was, uh, he actually, I got to watch the game with him. And so again, he's, he's not a Nebraska football fan. He, you know, he follows him because, because my, my wife and I do. And, um, and so he'll comment every once in a while. He, he coached football, um, as a teacher for, for many years. And so, you know, I always appreciate his insight and he was, he was so frustrated with the running game. He's like, they just know, they know what they're going to do. Why are they throwing this little quarterback? And this little running back into the teeth of this defense. I mean, that's a good defense. I was looking back at SP plus from last week. Um uh twenty four or so top twenty-five defense. Their offense was eighteen. Um, they were fourteen S P plus. So that's a team that's really wow. struggling, they're really underperforming. I mean, obviously at 0 and four, you're you're struggling, but you know, they've oh how the mighty have fallen. Right. Yeah, they did. They did uh, themselves no favors by going to the pass in the red zone. I don't know why they did it, but I'm grateful.
2: <laughs> hey, um, were people talking about our uh, our improvement, our continued stability in the special teams realm um, during this game? I was just so pleased. I mean, uh, th- really, the the three field goals were the difference in this game. It, w- without a Without a good kicker making yeah. all all yeah. three of the field goals that we set him out to, to kick. Well, I guess was the final score. He, maybe we didn't need the last one from him. But still, like he he put us out far enough ahead so that at the end of the game, we weren't like – I mean, we were already kind of biting our fingernails, but we weren't freaking out and screaming at the television as much as oh, we yeah, with, would have. <laughs> without the last one, they could have kicked a field goal to tie it. Okay, there, the end, you so. there you go. There you go. So that was very, very important. So um, they needed to go for it on fourth uh, down at the end there, yeah.
1: I'm doing bad math. Like, would, no, they would have still needed a touchdown. Okay. Wait, well, whatever. If, if,
2: if it would have been 23 <laughs> it's to Monday, 27 if Sunday they kicked night. field.
1: Yeah, man. I feel like I've embarrassed myself mathematically the last few weeks. It's okay, man. But, yeah, I the, the special teams are just solid. And to answer your question, I don't feel like people were talking about special teams, which is maybe the best then.
2: It's like the IT guy at any company. If you're doing your yeah. job, nobody's talking about you. Well, didn't chase
1: say that when we had him on the show this spring that like, you know, he didn't doesn't care about getting headlines because the really only time you should hear about him is if he messes up. Sure. I like he said that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of long snappers, um, it does appear that Cade Mueller will be doing punt snapping and Cameron Piper will continue doing PAT and field goal. That looks like, looks to be kind of the, the plan for this year. So okay. we'll keep an eye on that and keep you updated if there's any changes, but, uh, Thanks to the uh the Urbox for being our eyes in the stands on that one.
2: There you go. And hey, speaking of, uh, I I don't know how to say his name, but Burzed br- z- up had a really good uh really good couple of punts too in the game.
1: Yeah. Some clutch ones too.
2: Yeah. Pristup? Pristup, something I think. something like that, sure. Why not?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he ha- I think early he had a stinker, but uh yeah, there's a fifty-three yarder there Yeah, at the end jeez. to flip the field when mm-hmm. we needed it most. So yeah, the offense offensive improvement okay uh, one more thing and then I think we can we can turn the page here but something I'm really getting tired of is sucking in the second half
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> offensively zero points we, in the third quarter
1: yeah so we've scored three points at the end in the second half of two games and zero points in the second half of the northwestern game so that's you know six total points in the second half all all uh, all year. And, um, this is terrible. I don't feel like we're making adjustments. I don't know what's going on offensively. They come out and part of it was frost said, like they had this game plan and all of a sudden they were up to a huge lead. So he got conservative, um, which maybe he doesn't still hasn't figured out what it means to like be a little conservative, but not, you know, take a knee every game, every down, which is what it kind (laughs) of feels like. Um, but that that's just something I think, uh, I'm going to be keeping a hard eye on looking forward because, uh, we got to stop sucking in the third quarter, especially Mm -hmm. no, no lead is good enough. What was one of our followers, uh, had a really, what was this? Like, uh, not insufficient lead anxiety or something is a real thing. He said,
2: (laughs) I mean, I've been in that position many times watching, Husker games kind of saying like, I'm not going to feel comfortable until we're up by X number of points. You know, I think we've all kind of said that the last few years because we know how easy it is for us to let a game get away from us.
1: Oh, I found it. It was bizarro max. Again, he said, fragile lead. Anxiety is real. Talk to your bartender about winter stouts. (laughs) (laughs) I got a kick out of that. All right. So, uh, so yeah, good. Good game. Did I did I uh, say where we are at in SP Plus after no, this game? No, haven't yet. Okay, so overall, kind of you know, kind of weird, a weird uh, week for some of these numbers. You remember, you have to take into account. This is looking at every single team, so you know some teams improved by leaps and bounds. So we might actually do better in some respects, but move back. And uh, overall, we actually sunk by one to thirty five. Offensively, we actually sunk by three again to 29. So that's consecutive weeks of going down three. Defensively, we improved three spots to 53, and special teams, despite being really steady, we actually went down by five to 94. So, um,
2: that's back so Century weird. Watch. Yeah.
1: And you know, since um, since SP Plus and Bill Conley have gone to ESPN, they have. They don't post nearly as much information as they used to on Football Outsiders. I originally I thought that was just like adaptation challenges, like oh, how do I bring all these years and years of spreadsheets over into a smooth ESPN uh, display? But uh, now it's probably just I don't know. Maybe they think like we're paying you, we're paying this guy a ton of money. We don't want. We want this information to be proprietary. We don't want other people to be able to mm. figure it out or something. So anyway, they're hiding a lot of stuff, so it's harder to know. Although special teams always was a little bit of a mystery. I don't know why we're so bad. It feels like we're doing okay, but ninety-four it is.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Well, we're still still uh, below that threshold of one of one hundred. <laughs> we'll but tre- it, trending in the wrong direction because yeah. we were we were longing to be under a hundred last year. So we'll take it. Here we are. Yeah at least it's not at least the special teams have not been a liability in in the least. They have literally been the least of our worries so far this year. So okay, sure, whatever yeah. rank us whatever you want. And I go I know again it's not ranking, it's just, you know, the the computer spitting something out, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Algor- algorithms. Mm-hmm.
2: So now, before we, uh, as Justin was indicating earlier, before we turn the page, before we close the chapter on uh, Penn State, we're going to take a moment and hear from you on the Runs a Reaction line. So first up, we have James from Lincoln.
3: This is James in Lincoln, and I have so many thoughts about the game. Um, first of all, I think it's important to give props to the defense. They were on the field for a long time. and I mean, only gave up 23 points, and I think if, if you, in Frost offense, if, it's supposed to be if you only give up 23 points, you should win, and they obviously did today. On the offensive side, um, you know, you don't need a bunch of burners to throw the ball downfield, and I would really love to look back at the stats and see how often we threw the ball further than 10 yards down the field in the air. So, I, it's just hard to have a balanced attack if you don't throw the ball. And this has been a frustrating thing with Frost's offense since he got here. Uh, We just don't see that consistent stretching of the field, which I think would open up the running game. So anyway, I'm happy we won. I feel like we lost. I'm walking my one-year-old son right now just to burn off some steam (laughs) because it was one of the most frustrating wins we've had in a long time. But I am glad we won. Uh, losing is a disease, uh, but so is winning, and it can be infectious. And I think if you win enough, um, uh, you'll win more. And sometimes it takes playing a zero and three team to get off the schneid and win. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Thanks. Take care, guys.
1: Thanks to James for for that message. Yeah, some some great points to break down in there. Uh, in particular, the long ball has just been it's just been long non-existent pretty much since. I mean, how many years are we going to be saying we sure do miss Stanley Morgan? I feel like that's going to be the evergreen comment in this podcast is uh, we just don't have that guy who can consistently rip the top off. Maybe we're getting there, but we haven't seen it yet.
2: Yeah, I just uh, – personally, I haven't seen it at all this year. I don't feel like I, – I don't know when we're going to have – I mean, at some point you would hope that they're going to try throwing it down the field at some point, but they're just – don't know maybe maybe that is an issue with not having enough protection not having the confidence to set up that type of play because you think that your quarterback quarterback's going to get creamed if he stays back there for too long i don't know but um yeah we'll we'll see what happens in the coming games
1: wide receivers and outside linebackers are the positions where i feel like this uh, this coaching staff has struggled to both land and then translate into meaningful snaps um consistently mm. so
2: that's that's where we got to improve Yep. Yeah. thanks and, james yep thank you james next up is annie kate
0: hey guys it's annie kate on twitter probably more known for my dad's hot takes on pj and the husker girl living in minnesota but wow today it feels so good i'm so happy i can finally breathe again but wow does nebraska love drama I have three hot takes on today's game. Hot take number one, our defense continues to carry this team and make the plays. Colin Miller, Cam piller JoJo are a group of strong leaders, and you can't hide the lesser decap. They make the plays. They're the playmakers. Hot take number two, a win against Penn State is big. I don't care about the record. My boy Frosty needed this. Do I think the page is completely turned? No. But do I Think we have the staff to do it? Yes, I'm all in for Frost. Hot take number three: We need to look at our O line and make adjustments to lead to improvement. I'm from a family that always talked about the O line, critiquing the quarterback. And I think we have spent way too much time on Luke versus Adrian, and we need to spend a little bit more time on the line. I need our snaps to be more consistent. All in all. I'm so pumped for this win. I think the Huskers are, are gonna win out. For the love of God, please beat Minnesota. Sink that boat and uh go Huskers.
1: I think it's a great point she makes about spending a lot of time on Luke versus Adrian when uh we probably should be talking about the O line as much as anything. Already had a little bit of injuring and shuffling around. Um Juergens is back this week, but he was off on his snaps and he you know, I don't remember if it was A saturday after the game or today but he was saying he just he just can't do that he needs to be automatic and he he really took responsibility for that so yeah there's there's been some shuffling and uh we just got to get better and you know i think i felt like coming into the season that was going to be a strength and i think a lot of us did with all the returning starts but we we aren't necessarily there's a lot more rotation going on which is good you know there's more depth but at the same time there's just not quite as much consistency happening and um I don't know. I, I appreciate. I appreciate the back-to-back tones of the calls where James was saying, you know, I'm really frustrated and it feels like a loss. And here, Annie's saying uh, she's she's thrilled. Um, basically, um, she's so happy she can breathe again. I I feel that too. I mean, we. Well, I think the final tally was like 357 days since we last won a game. Um, so good. So good to see the videos of guys celebrating in the locker room. There's a video going around today of frost picking up fisher the defensive backs coach after uh deontay williams returned that fumble for a touchdown you know the guys are it's, they gotta have fun if they're not having fun what's the what's the point i mean most of these guys aren't gonna go to the nfl so you know you gotta this is it you gotta enjoy it um so yeah snaps gotta get better and um yeah i hope i hope we can beat minnesota for for annie and all of our other friends uh, up in minnesota
2: so, thanks again to James and Annie for uh, sharing their thoughts with us. Um, as always, with, with the, at least this week, with the two phone calls that we chose to uh, include on the podcast, you guys are entitled to a free Runs a Meal coupon. Um, I believe Justin's probably already in touch with you guys about uh, yep. how to handle that.
1: Yeah, one of Annie's family members is going to be getting one, and then James is local. There so. you go. We'll be dropping those in the mail shortly.
2: So it looks Justin, like I might have uh, spoken too soon about closing the book uh, or closing the chapter on Penn State because on the outline here you have a little extracurricular information.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that I have really missed with you not being online is you've, you've not been able to enjoy some of this stuff during the game with me. Um, but the last couple of weeks, I've I've asked for halftime haikus, and it's been really fun. I, I had an English major; I really enjoy this stuff and um so i thought we should highlight a couple of our favorites um so here's the first from enjoy the silence at mad bum underscore 40 frost loves his team luke mccaffrey left-hander we should win this game and we did and then the the other one that i wanted to highlight is uh i, I cracked up when i read this roses are red the huskers are too we're winning this game and this isn't a haiku
2: <laughs> lovely lol really nice. lol lol so yeah. that one was from uh, Jack Ritter, which is at underscore J Ritz, R-I-T-T-Z.
1: Thanks for the haikus. I suppose we'll keep doing that. I, as long, I almost forgot to do it this week. Um,
2: but Yeah, I'd love to see them. Maybe we'll only whip them out when we win.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Well, uh, here, let's let's hit Illinois real quick. Um, I don't know. Well, let me say I have no idea what to expect from this game. We're currently a 14-point favorite. I don't buy it. So they've played four games. They're one and three. They start the season off by getting shellacked at Wisconsin, 45 to seven. Then they host Purdue lose narrowly 31, 24. Then they get solidly beat by Minnesota 41 to 14. And then last week at Rutgers, they get their first win 23 to 20. Um, so lovey we you know the, i can't remember how many years we are into the lovey experiment we've talked about him so many times he can't find a quarterback like he just can't figure out his quarterback situation case in point four games four starters this year the first game peters uh pretty ineffective so he's replaced by robinson who has an ankle injury who's replaced mid-game by taylor who starts minnesota and is ineffective and then uh, Isaiah Williams, the fourth starter, starts the Rutgers game. He's seven for twenty-one passing, not great. Hundred and four yards, zero touchdowns, and interception. But he rushes for one hundred and ninety-two yards and a touchdown. That's uh, that's a Illinois record for rushing yards by a quarterback. So he was actually a Big Ten quarterback of the week or something for for that performance. Um, they lost a. T- they ran all over us last year, as you'll remember. Um, but they had some after we had some messy play early they had it late and we were able to come back for what ended up being probably our best win of the season um so they replaced most of their running backs chase brown currently has 35 carries for 247 yards no touchdowns mike epstein has 42 carries for 225 yards and three touchdowns and then the third leading rusher is isaiah williams the quarterback who played one game with 192 yards and a touchdown um at wide receiver, Josh Bebe has 11 catches for four, 144 yards and a touchdown. He was a stud last year in his back. He was a transfer from USC. Is actually, his little brother has also transferred from USC. Tight end Daniel Barker has uh looks like nine catches for 132 yards, no touchdowns. Wide receiver Brian Hightower has six catches for 129 yards and a touchdown. So pretty much don't let Imatorbebe uh, be wide open. And hopefully we're good because it doesn't look like they know how to pass kickers they've they've got a couple guys james mccourt is three of five with he missed one over 50 yards and he missed one in the 40s and then caleb griffin is uh one for one it was 47 yards i should also note that their first game was at wisconsin and as all of us husker fans know the following week wisconsin had a uh, COVID outbreak and ended up canceling their game well um Illinois also had something of a COVID outbreak and it sat a ton of guys over the following two weeks. So, you know, different States, different approaches to managing COVID. So part of the reason that I'm not sure how much of the four quarterback deal is because of COVID. I think it's mostly just love you trying different things, but a big reason they've been so inconsistent is because of COVID and they've had a lot of guys sitting out. Um, so that's why I say I don't know about being fourteen point favorites. Defensively, their leading tacklers, Jake Hansen, linebacker, has uh, thirty-seven total tackles, a sack, a pass defended, an interception, a couple forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. Um, in the defensive backfield, Devin Witherspoon has eighteen tackles and two interceptions. And on the defensive line, Owen Carney Jr. has thirteen tackles and three sacks. So there's the three, three standouts to look forward. Um, you know, Lovey Lovey's teams have solid. Solid but not spectacular defenses. They have solid special teams and they run the ball well. And um, when you when you hear the SP plus metrics on this, they're just they're just terrible. Um, overall, they're ninety. Offensively, they're one hundred. <laughs> Defensively, they're seventy three, and special teams they're forty two. So um, some of the hallmarks of a good lovey team are here, but just really a dumpster fire. And they did get a win, so you know. Yeah, ha- we have to pick Nebraska to win, and I'm picking Nebraska to win. Um, I don't know if I think I don't. I don't trust that. I don't know that they cover. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict. Oh, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of points scored. I'm gonna pick forty to twenty-seven.
2: Wow. Okay. So you're you're expecting a higher game, higher scoring game than me. Um. I had in mind 31 to 20 this time around. Um I just I want to see us continue to do well in the offensive arena and get out comfortably ahead of our opponent this week and I think that we can do that with Illinois. Um I think like we like you were saying we just need to lock down on that one receiver and we should be good defensively in my opinion. So um, Should be. Yeah. Should be. Hopefully. <laughs>
1: Mike you so. picked 3122 weeks ago last week I picked 3121 Oh interesting it be, It's just uh it's numbers that we like
2: Yeah um part of the reasoning for me this week is just I I expected a lower scoring game last week and I expected it to be tighter so I'm just giving Nebraska a little bit more according to my prediction um and then uh you know maybe backing off of uh or actually I guess staying the same in terms of what I expect our defense to accomplish so Yep. Honestly, my opinion of Illinois league going into this game is largely based off of just kind of their overall record, seeing how they've fared against other teams. I haven't watched any Illinois this year. Um, been far more interested in watching, uh, <laughs> uh, teams that are going to be more of a threat later in the season if I had to choose a game, you know? So this past week I was watching a little bit of, uh, a was it? Iowa and Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah i don't know we'll we'll see i don't want to make uh any assumptions that we're going to automatically win against illinois but at the very least it looks like we can go into this game pretty confident that we're going to beat illinois um but you know you never know we have played plenty of games where we thought going into it that illinois was going to be a piece of cake and we're proven wrong so yep Hopefully the team doesn't have the same attitude.
1: There's just no – you can't show up half-conscious to any of these games in the Big Ten West. It's just not – it's not the big eight anymore.
2: Well, let's hope that uh, our friend James from Lincoln is right and that uh, having a win under their belt serves Nebraska well and they're going to come ready and chomping at the bit to get their second W.
1: Speaking of chomping at the bit, I sure would like to chomp into some uh, bison (laughs) steaks. It's like a horse metaphor.
2: Oh, boy. That's really funny. Oh, I like it, it t- I like it, though. I like it, though. So, yeah, at Central Nebraska Buffalo, they are, like, in full Christmas gift season in terms of packing and shipping their product. So, um, I, right now, we're we're in the middle of November. It won't be long before we are looking at December 25th or whatever other holidays you may celebrate during this time now's a great time to to take advantage of maybe some of that online shopping opportunities that uh present themselves in the midst of a pandemic when we all should probably be staying home a little bit more often um you know this is this is a great chance to to give a gift that people are going to appreciate and uh, you don't have to go into a crowded mall to try to pick anything up. So uh, as we always mention, we do want to recommend Central Nebraska Buffalo. Go to cnbuffalo.com and uh, see what they've got for sale. I wouldn't be surprised if they do have some kind of Christmas deals coming up here.
1: You, you mentioned the, the comfort of your own home. Um, if you are looking to buy or sell a home, we recommend con- uh, contacting our our friend Monty Rohde and you know as as the dial is getting redder and there's a more and more uncertainty um and you and you just don't know what what to do I definitely recommend uh giving him a call or shooting him a text just for his take on on how to buy or sell a house right now I mean just because uh yeah, do some fact finding you know um there's no commitment here if you give him a call um, it would probably just be, it'd be smart to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm looking for a house. How, how do we do that now? Um, is, it, is it like normal times? No, it's not. What does it look like? So, uh, yeah, give Monty a call. That's 402-770-3356.
2: I'm just thinking of, you know, those commercials where people walk outside and somebody's done the ridiculous act of, without their input, buying them a brand-new car and putting a giant bow on it? <laughs> Yes, surprise! That's a marriage breaker. Surprise! I just made a you know a thirty thousand dollar commitment. Here's your present. (laughs) Well, what
1: have you done, friends?
2: uh, Imagine this: imagine somebody tells you to cover your eyes. You hop in the car with them, and they take you to a brand new home that they just brought for you. It's got a big bow on the front of it. But then you walk inside this brand new home and the icing on the cake is sitting in the middle of this kitchen is a box of central Nebraska Buffalo that is also gift wrapped for you. Like if you really want to go over and above this Christmas season, buy a home for somebody you love and fill it with bison meat.
1: Speaking of taking care of those you love, one of my good friends who's a, a Bears fan was saying, how come you guys don't do that? Huskers in the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's just, it's just a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of time to pull together and I would rather be preparing to do the show. So, uh, Dan actually sent me some stats
2: nice. to share.
1: Yeah. So thank you, Dan. Uh, Levante David had six tackles this weekend. Sue had three. Um, I, I didn't realize that Gary, Nate Gary is on injured, re- injury reserve. Um, Malik Collins had three t- three tackles, and uh, Rex Burkhead had two touchdown receptions last night.
2: Dude, Burkhead is just, that guy has just bloomed the last couple of yeah. years, I feel like. Yeah. It's been really neat to see him get a play on some good teams.
1: <laughs> I feel like when you think about like the NFL running back, it's a guy who was amazing in college, went pro a year early, and has a few really dynamic years there i use the word again before you know injury or just wear and tear makes him obsolete but rex is just someone who's like you know he's a pro he he knows his craft he's honed his craft and he just is getting better with age Mm-hmm. they're using him so well it's awesome
2: and it is uh it is monday night again that we're recording and i I have heard Abdullah's name called a few times. I was kind of had it in the background, but yeah, he's still uh, chugging along, playing for the Vikings. So that's pretty fun.
1: Had a touchdown last week. There you go. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's get a win streak going here, Mike.
2: I would love it. So, uh, with that in mind, there's only one thing left to say. Go big red. Go big red.